Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental Get squared away. Basically. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. Yeah, it's definitely allergy season, but it's also presidential running season. Announcements. We were talking about uh, Tim Rick Scott. Rick Tim, Tim Rick Scott. Rick Tim Scott. I don't know. <laughs> Tim Scott. There you go. Tim Scott, the, the, the news story that I was looking at called him Rick Scott, but then the, all the signs in the background of the photo said Tim Scott. So who the fuck knows? Who else do you say was running? Um, Vivek Ramaswamy, which I think we talked about him in a previous podcast. Yes, we definitely talked about him. Um, Nikki Haley. It would, it would be decent. Um, and then DeSantis is supposed to be, I think, announcing it tomorrow. So that's what they're saying. I don't know if Christy Nome is. Christy Nome is out of South Dakota. That I'd put my hand in the ring for her. She's uh, done a hell of a job with that state. So which state is she? South Dakota. Okay. Yeah, I'm headed there. I'm headed there this next uh, this Friday. Oh, we can say hi. I'll stop in. Tell her you said hi. You know who she is. You ever see her? No, I don't think I've seen her. Oh, yeah. Look her up. I'll be right on the. 
I'll be right on the border. I'm not going to give away my spots for, for, for shooting prairie dogs, but we're going to be uh, near the border of North and South Dakota. Yeah, she's, uh, she's the whole package. So. What, what is with this with Fetterman? What is with all these fucking pictures I see of this Fetterman? <laughs> like, he looks you like know. a completely different human being. I know nothing <laughs> about it. I've seen oh, the really? pictures. No, I know nothing. Oh, Tell- he's the guy that had a stroke um, during the elections. And he still got voted in. So his whole campaign for Senate, he had a stroke like right in the middle of the campaigning. Okay. So he comes back and he's mentally not even there. So he's like maybe one step, if not on the same plane as uh, Biden. And he's just, he couldn't answer questions, couldn't do a debate. Um, He looks like like Shrek, but, you know, kind of beat up a little bit. And he just shows up usually in like a pair of shorts and like the Bill Belichick, you know, baggy. Sweatshirt. Right, he's got that like post "don't give a fuck" yeah attitude, right? Yeah, he's he's just, he's just not all there. You know, obviously, you may have a stroke, some things happen, and that's kind of how he is. But it seems like you know Democrats have a thing where if you got a pulse, they'll bring you in. But it's uh, so he's hilarious. I, I was super excited to hear that RFK. Um, Robert Kennedy, who wrote the real Anthony Fauci book, was running um, on the Democratic ticket. Now, I would assume that there's no way in hell they will let him get anywhere close to They're not even the election. Debate. You no. Know why? Well, I mean, because <laughs> the guy that he would have to debate again would have, like, he, he can't <laughs> even function in right. in society. But they said, oh, well, we don't need a debate. Did you see this great <laughs> video that surfaced of this guy? And they're at a they're at a union meeting, right? And it's, you know, it, the Democrats are so you rah rah union, right? Yeah. They're at a union meeting, and this, this guy walks up to him, and he's like, sir, Mr. President, sir, what do you say to the two-thirds of union workers that are gun owners? Uh, how are you going to get their vote when you told us you're going to take our guns away? I didn't say that. And he's like, you did, sir. It was, rec- it was recorded. You saying that you're going to take our guns away. And he goes, come over here. I'll take you down right now. Like, what the fuck did you just, you're the fucking president? Oh, my goodness. We, are we going to do push-ups? Oh, I, I didn't see that, but I've known he's, he's made, like, threats or insulted people who, you know, challenge him. So, you know, typical, like a lib, paint his hair purple and send him downtown Madison. Right. It's such a, it's such a, like, it's such a chest beating, like I'm going to yell something totally random to try to get the topic off of what we're actually talking about. Because if we have to actually talk about what you want (laughs) to talk about, then I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Speaking of libs, it's, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, you know, I had some folks up from, uh, California and they're driving around Madison and Sun Prairie and they're just like, gosh, People try really hard up here, you know. There's the, the rainbow everything. There's yard signs, you know, people with a rainbow flag outside. And it's like, hey, in, in L.A., it's a lifestyle. They, they don't have to sit there and force advertise, you know, that this is what they stand for. They, the people just live it and mind their own business, keep their head down. Well, that, that's, that's, that's kind of like the normal thing, right? Like that whole... Um... That whole like looking for attention for being, you know, supportive of a of a different group that makes 
or, or even yeah, the group that you're part signaling. of, right? Like virtue signaling, right? That's yeah. what I think of that word. Like, I don't, I don't wear around a, you know, a t-shirt every day going, I love pussy, you know, like yeah. how fucking ridiculous would that be? Like, who cares? You know, yeah. like it's, it's my personal, you know, personal preference and you have your personal preference and nobody is, um, I mean, as long as it's right, as long as it's, it's, it's consensual and it's legal, yeah. um, nobody gives a shit. Nobody okay. cares. But the, the places where the virtue signaling is the highest, I mean, they're trying to like beat you over the head with it so that beat you into submission that it's supposedly, I don't know, okay when it's already okay. Right. It's like, there's three different, there's three different groups, right? There is the, there's the, the individuals, right. That have it on their house and their car and like all of that stuff. And like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's different, but it's very tribal, right? It's like, these aren't, this is my tribe. Like I'm, I, I sign on oh, to this. Oh shit. You got another one in. Oh yes. I didn't even try wow. to get that one in. Like where's um, Waldo every episode? Sorry, sorry. Let me put it. Let me put it in a way that 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 it'll make more sense for you. It's it's their team, right? It's the team mentality. Like that's their team, and they and they're they're wearing their team colors, right? And their team colors yeah. just happen to say that you know they fucking love dick or whatever. You know that's their team colors. Yeah. And like I I kind of get that. I wish that we weren't so um you know my team against your team because it is right. It doesn't matter. Like you we were right. at, we were at my daughter's school today and all the kids were split up in between, you know, my, my color versus your color. And it had nothing to do. It was like, that was the color t-shirt they were wearing and they split them up by that. But man, it was like instantly they were competitive, my team versus your team, you know? And it's like, that's those roots are very deep into, into our, our DNA throughout our history of evolution and our tribes fighting against other tribes because we took care of each other and saved each other from you know neighboring tribes and stuff like that so i kind of get it but i don't i don't love it but then there's the but then there's the then there's the public the public places right the schools and the the government buildings and the stuff like that and then that's like just some gross um virtue signaling because it's you don't you don't need to tell people that they are that they are appreciated and 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 they are important you show them that they are appreciated and they are important. And how do you do that? By treating everyone completely equal. And completely equal means completely equal. It doesn't mean holding up someone higher than everyone else just because they're different. And that's what you're right. doing. That's what's happening right now. I mean, it, it happens with the flags. It happens with the appreciation months. It happens with all that shit, right? But then there's the third one, which is the marketing aspect of it, which is the grossest of them all. Cause if you think, <laughs> if you think Ford or Bud Light oh, okay. or, 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 or Ford. anybody else, do you think any of them give an absolute fuck what you do in your bedroom with your free time, who you love? They don't give a fucking shit. What they care about is the dollar that's in your fucking pocket. If they could, if they could advertise the f- blood sucking pedophiles to sell another vehicle, they fucking would. They don't care. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, do they really need to? All they're doing is alienating a huge portion of their customer base. So I think it's marketing going wrong when you're trying to advertise to a half percent of the population. But which, you know, I'll note, let me going back to what I was saying. I mean, I met another guy that just moved here from Sacramento that said exactly the same thing as like, Gosh, the people try too hard up here, and that's in reference to you know virtue signal. But um, oh, what was I gonna? What were we leading to before I had to cut back here? Oh, we were going into the different types of virtue signaling between the schools, the individuals, the tribal nature of it, 
and nothing clicking for you? No. I mean, it's just, it's become kind of a cult. And, oh, it's, and and I'm saying this, and I know, you know, I, I believe, you know, we got one of the guys listening is, um you know, I, I work with some really great folks that, you know, that are gay. And I work with some, and I've actually employed some great folks that, you know, a lesbian that was one of my top, you know, leaders that, you know, worked under me and another uh, estimator that was gay. But guess what? Their, their mindset when I talk to them or like one of the guys I asked is like, so what do you think about all this stuff? And the answers I get from the people that are truly just are living that lifestyle and minding their own business, you know, they're, you know, uh, this one guy is one of the coolest guys I know. And he, he's married to his husband. They both have the same, same male name, which is kind of, you know, kind of funny. That is kind of, that is kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know how you do that in the same household, but it's just, you know, they live their life and just like anyone else, it's just, you know, definitely a different lifestyle, but you know, they question, it's like, well, why do you need all these extra, you know, the LGBT community is the LGBT community. A lot of it's it's just redundant lettering that they just keep adding on. It makes no sense. And all of them question the fact that, you know, why do people use pronouns? You just address them as people. The pronouns mean nothing. And, you know, and their whole um, thought on trans is, you know, they've talked to, you know, I think I brought this up in a past podcast. Same guy I was talking to is like, you know, and he's talked to a lot of the people in the trans community and just realized that a lot of people in the trans community are people that have been through some trauma in their life. And that's how it's kind of shifted them in their, you know, and I don't know if they're not dealing with it or maybe it's how they're dealing with it. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist on that, but you know, it kind of steered them to that lifestyle. And then that's, where they are, but they're really just hurt people. I think that there is a large portion of our population that is empty. They are empty because they have damage inside from so many different things, not one thing. Damage that someone else has caused, damage from lack of attention, damage from all these different things, right? And right now the flavor the flavor of the of the of the stuffing that we're stuffing into that damage is, is trans. But that flavor of whatever we've stuffed into that stuffing has been different things over the last, you know, 50 years. But that damage hasn't changed, right? It's kind of the same. It's it's honestly, for the lack of a for the lack of a better example, it's kind of like the people that are that are damaged and and unsure of themselves and have low self-esteem that are always trying to purchase the next best thing. And I wish for those people that they can get to a level of someday where they've got all the shit that they think they would ever need. And they realize that it doesn't fill those holes and it doesn't replace that damage, those damaged parts. And then they can go, Oh fuck. Right. Like it's time to actually work on that damage. The problem with something like a, like, like, like a trans issue is you can't just go back from that. You can't realize that you're still just as depressed because realistically, when you look at the data, the data shows that even after transitioning and after going through so many different things between hormone replacement therapy, surgeries and stuff like that, the level of happiness has not changed in these people. It's the same with money, right? Mm-hmm. Over $70,000. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Your level of happiness always comes back to the same relative level yeah. because it'll elevate for a minute, but then you get used to it because that's what we do. We get used to shit. 
and you get used to it and then you come back to your baseline. I think that that has a lot of, a lot of similarities and without trying to sound too completely insensitive, um, that has a ton of similarities between those two examples. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, prime example is, uh, Kristen Beck, which I think we brought up in the last podcast is, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Beck was a you know team guy, you know, very well respected, insanely intelligent. He was just one of these like quirky, intelligent dudes that can kick ass. And, uh, you know, he, tran- he's, he worked for the Pentagon, um, transition, gosh, man, it was like over a decade ago. It was probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, I think the book, I forgot what it was called cause I didn't read it. Something like lady warrior or something. I don't know what it was. And now he detransitioned seven years ago he's still in process yet. But you know, when he was transitioning, there was all the funding and, you know, everything was made available. But now that he's, you know, detransitioning, um, it's a very, very expensive process even to get his name changed back. So he's somebody, yeah, if, if any of you want to see an example of what's going on and hear the details and the pain that he kind of went through, um, he's very open about it. Um, he's doing a lot of public speaking about it and, uh, or follow him. He still has to use the name Kristen Beck on social media legally, but, you know, you can refer him to him as, uh, you know, Chief Chris Beck. So that's that that's so interesting because that's somebody that's in the limelight that we have that we can see and yeah. we can see it um how many you know for that for that one shining star that's in the limelight how many hundreds of thousands are there in the background that that are doing the same thing and if you're 25 you're, if you're 20 if you're 20 21 years old and you and you decide to make that decision your body is completely formed your hormones are to their normal level and you try to make that decision i support you because that's the country that we're in and I want you to be able to do those things and you can do it, but not if you're fucking 14, not if you're 12, not if you're 10. At yeah. that point in time, your body doesn't even, before puberty, your body has no fucking difference. Yeah. Yeah, don't be removing your ovaries at, you know, 12, 14 years old. That's freaking, that's mutilation. Right? Um, so I'm in the, to kind of go along with this, I'm in the middle of the new Jack Carr book, Right. And spoiler alert, if anybody's listening to this, it, it, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of the plot line. And if you don't want to hear this, just fucking fast forward a minute or two minutes. But the big basis of this one is China and Russia's um, combination uh, to kind of plan to take over the, the superpower of the United States for the last 30 years, basically post-Cold War. And he integrates a lot of the Ukraine stuff and a lot of the um, Iran, China, Russia connection, and a lot of this stuff. And it's all, he builds it up as this purposeful implementation to take down the United States as a superpower. And while I think that is an extremely sexy opinion, it's an, it's a really sexy thing to think about, right? Like we, you know, we have yeah. these superpowers that have been against us and have been planning and plotting these perfect ways to kind of ruin the American population and implemented all these ideas over the past 30 years. And, and we look around and we see it, right. But like the Monday morning quarterback is always right. But then I start to think about the fall of major superpowers of the past, like the fall of Rome and how the diseases of plenty and not, not just the physical diseases of plenty, but the mental and emotional diseases of plenty have taken down superpowers over all superpowers, basically over the last, you know, millennia. And then you start to look and go, Oh, 
while while the shoe looks different, it starts to it, it fits the same, you know, and the things that the the work ethic and the generational things and all of that stuff, like yeah, it looks different right now, but it's kind of similar to what happened to Rome with them basically losing their hold over everything because you can only you could th- this is the weird thing you can only grow and conquer so long before you have to manage right and then uh yeah rome ended up uh, trying to just entertain people and people got soft and there you have it they fell apart exactly and while that may have taken a lot longer for the fall of rome it looks pretty similar to the last 60 what are we 2023 yeah no, you know we're actually in 2017. What? No, no, we're actually in 1723. That's what we are. We're not actually in 2023. We're in 1723. What are you talking about, man? Right? Okay, so this is some crazy shit. There is a very, very strong likelihood that we skipped 300 years in the history of our of our calendar, of our timeline, right? So think back to about 600 AD. There's only a few groups of people that are keeping a calendar at this point in time. This is when I this is when Rome has taken over most of the populated world, yeah. right? So you have you have the emperor of Rome and you have the head of the Catholic Church. Those are the two most powerful people in the world, period. Okay. Okay. And this is this is a little bit um there's some arguable facts here, but there's a pretty good amount of evidence that this happened. So the Roman emperor around 600 something decided that because the Julian calendar, which they named after Julius Caesar, the Julian calendar, the way that they set it up, you lost about, about uh, a, a day and a half every 150 years. Hmm. So over, you know, since that came into, into account over so many years, you lost, they had lost 13 days in a year. So, right. So you're, you're all fucked up between really, even though it's March 17th, it's really only March 3rd. So they decide to put into this new calendar into effect, which takes into account instead of being 365 days in a leap year, it's 364 days in a leap year. And they, they do all this different math shit to make it work. Right. Hmm. So they go from 600, but this, this Roman emperor wanted to be the emperor in the new millennium. So he wanted to be the emperor when it rolled over to a thousand. Because he thought that this would give him a big power grab, right? And there's only a few, probably realistically in 600, there's probably only a few hundred people that keep this date, right? Where the hell did you read this from? Uh, this is the Y files. And so it's pretty likely that when they switched calendars and they went from one day being March 2nd to then you waking up and it being March 15th, that they actually went from March 2nd, 614, to March 17th, 900 and something hmm. so that he would be ruling into the, into the next millennia. And you, you, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's kind of goofy. And there's this, this German historian that, that dug into this and built all this big case that this is real. And you start to look into it and you're like, well, okay, there must be some sort of like um, architectural records, right? Mm-hmm. And out of the 1100 buildings that they say were built in that, in that 300 year span, None of them actually exist. They're all just, just written down in a, in a ledger, right? So hmm. faked, f- faked documents. Yeah. The Roman history 
goes from being super detailed, you know, this person took over, this person took over, super detailed in all their books, to 300 years of it being really vague and not having a lot of detail, and then coming back to being super detailed after about 950, something like that. The architecture didn't change in 300 years. There's no inventions that happened in those 300 years. There's no gravestones from those 300 years. And the way that they did the mathematical equations, if they would have only jumped 13 days, it wouldn't have worked. It would have had to have been 300 minus 300 years. Hmm. So there's a pretty good chance that we're actually living in 1723. Guess we'll take it. I mean, before you know it. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean anything, (laughs) right? It doesn't matter if it's 1723 or 2023, but it's just crazy to think like Mm -hmm. in those times, something like that could have happened to the point that we have no fucking idea. Yeah. One of those uh, weird facts. Just one of those weird facts. Um, and along with those weird facts, Montana just banned TikTok. Oh, they did? Yeah, I heard they were uh, talking about it, but... I don't know what that means, though. Does that mean, like, you, if you're in Montana, you literally can't legally, like, can you still download TikTok? But you, but, but you, if, you get, if you get busted and you have your phone, it's then illegal. Like, how do you implement... Because we don't, don't live know. in China where everything goes through a fucking router internet right. system, right? Right. I don't know. I mean, there's so much I hear about, you know, the TikTok data collection, but I don't know. So I don't even, I, let's completely take out the fact that there's a chance that the data that TikTok holds is a, is completely just given to China as, you know, um, raw data files that they have to sort through, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just take that fact out because that's probably realistic. Because ByteDance that owns TikTok is a Chinese company. And there is no privatized business in China, right? Yeah. They just use your data off TikTok to build your personal profile. And that eventually is what they use to, you know, create your faux file of, you know, to line up your social crediting. Okay. So let's take that completely out of it. And Mm -hmm. let's just look at the detrimental effects of something that's so good at manipulating your brain and your psyche. And it just happens to be TikTok. Is it any different whether it's TikTok or people that spend an hour on Instagram reels or an hour on Facebook? Is it still, is it called reels on Facebook? I don't know what's called. What anyways, or YouTube shorts, right? It doesn't matter. It's, it's all the same shit. We just, we call it TikTok because that's where it started. Yeah. And that's a majority, you know, if you, if we looked at the total hours used, um, I'm guessing that TikTok crushes the rest of those platforms. Oh, I don't have TikTok. Well, no, I actually do. Cause I had to open one up just so I could see shit that people send me. Oh, you do not. You can still see it without them. You just click on it and it plays. Oh really? Yep. <clears throat> Cause I do not. And people still send me that shit. Um, but anyways, that is what I'm more worried about. I'm more worried about the mental and emotional and social effects of something that is so good at manipulating your psychology, right? Like what can you do to reprogram millions of people? If you get to pick what an hour, two hours, three hours of their day is spent seeing. Gosh. Imagine if they spend, you know, an hour and a half in the gym a day. 
can you imagine if if you and I we People had this would be fucking, empowered? So I don't know. Government would be scared of that shit, right? If we had this like this fucking super witch power, right? And we're like, hey, I'm gonna fucking I'm fixing this fucking country, right? Yeah. And we, you know, you, you get on there and you do your little Chinese guy thing, and you're like, can you hack into fucking TikTok, right? And we completely manipulate that algorithm to where those hours spent on TikTok for the majority of human beings in the United States are empowering videos that teach you how to think for yourself and teach you how to go out and they inspire you to improve yourself mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually. And that three hours is spent actually supporting your mental health. Holy fucking shit. Can you imagine what we could do? Yeah. You'd have a lot of strong people. Strong people make. A lot harder to govern strong people. Yeah. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. We've beat that horse so dead. I know, I know. Speaking of mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical growth. Growth mindset, hey, what do you know? Growth mindset, hey. So, I have some friends that are really trying to, we'll say grow. You know, they're kind of in an age group where prefrontal cortex is, is, is finally developed, you know, let's say 25 to 30, um, starting to settle down, uh, got a good job, got a house, trying to look at, you know, trying to plan for the next steps in life. And they're trying to develop themselves. And I thought, you know what, let's do a podcast on what growth looks like and it's not going to look the same for everybody but if we can kind of if we can kind of build a, a, a superman right if we can kind of build a a, a platform and, and we throw 500 things at the wall and 10 of them stick to you personally the person that's listening right now then fuck man that could be huge yeah so i thought let's just break it down right it's it's the four pillars we talk about it all the time and let's break it down and and what does that growth look like? How to implement that growth? Some ideas of like just some little things that you can do, right? So yeah. if we start if we start right away and we and we look at physical growth. Well, what does physical growth look like? Are we just talking to 25 to 30 year olds or No, 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 this is everybody. This is everybody. anybody. I'm just I'm I'm speaking to those people specifically because I have a few friends that I know that that are just in the last 2 months have started calling me a lot more. And asking me a lot more questions, you know, what, hey, what do you use for audiobooks? And I told him, right? And then from there I get, what are some good books? You know, and, and it's just this, it's, it's this yeah. slowly eye-opening, like, it's cool. Like, I love getting those calls. But not everybody that listens to this is going to be able to just personally call me. So, like, I kind of want to just kind of build that out and develop yeah. it and, and water it like a, like a beautiful garden of all these different vegetables and fruits. Yeah. And and just kind of help people, right? Yeah. I mean, I can speak for the, you know, the 50 plus year old folks now. Yeah. Even the ones in their 40s. Because, you know, I deal with some people in their 40s and I think there's a, a point, I don't know if it's 35 or 37, where your body starts, you know, losing little by little the ability to generate muscle, right? Speak for yourself, bruh. <laughs> so anyway, the... So the most important thing, and 
you know, I work for a fitness company where, you know, we push and push and push. And a lot of people that even within our company do a lot of cardio and, you know, cardio is great for, you know, cardio health, but it isn't for longevity. It is not the key. So I just, you know, I've been telling people this is like, you know, anti-aging. One of the ingredients to true anti-aging is building muscle. You know, it's not being, you know, you don't have to be a muscle head. You don't have to go get a mullet cut and then get one of those, you know, cropped, sleeveless, you know, sweatshirts. You just have to get, if it's not the gym, just, you know, have some resistance equipment at home and build some muscle because as you get older, it is hard. Your your body doesn't build muscle as easily as it used to. And um, the muscle is what holds your structure together. I believe your leg strength at age 40 is the closest direct correlation to your lifespan of anything else in your body. Direct correlation? Direct What's correlation. Um, it would be every 10% more leg strength to body weight ratio that you have, you're going to live an extra so many years. Something to that effect. Shit, which makes like 200 years old, dude. Well, so if you start to think about it and you break it down, it makes perfect sense because what do you need to be able to do? You need to be able to get up and out of chairs. You need to be able to catch yourself when you accidentally step off a curb. You need to be able to step down from your, you know, out of your bathtub. And these are all things that, that need leg strength, right? And what happens when you're 25 years old and you break a leg or you break a hip? You come back, right? Yeah. What happens when you're 70 years old and you break a leg or break a hip because you didn't have enough leg strength? So when you accidentally stepped off that curb, you fell and broke your knee or you broke your hip. Yeah. That's a fucking death sentence. Yeah. You got knee replacement, hip replacements, which. So if we want to ignore cardiovascular disease and we want to ignore cancer, right? Because those two things, um, those two things are, are going to affect a majority of, of, the, of the population. But we have to do other things to, to, to work on those, right? Right. After that, the biggest thing, that detriment to your fucking body is going to be falls, um, breaks, mm-hmm. all this different type of physical stuff that can happen to you. So, like, your, your leg strength to your weight ratio is one of the, is one of the best correlatives to your, to your uh, lifespan. Well, which makes sense. I mean, it's, um, you know, being 51 right now, the, what I'm learning is, yeah, muscle building is greatest anti-aging tool and also, um, oh, not just muscle building, but, you know, make sure you get your, your protein count up as you're, you know, you're older. Cause a lot of people eat like shit in their forties and fifties. A lot of people will get hurt and make the excuse like, well, I can't do that exercise because, you know, my, I hurt my back. Well, it's not because you hurt your back. It's just that, you know, you're not doing the exercise. You're not doing the compounds and you're doing it when you do do it, you do a shitty form. Yeah. So it's so I think, just, yeah, you're hundred percent right. And I think that's why we need to break up. We need to break up exercise. We'll call it exercise, right? Cause that's, that's really what it is. Right. Yeah. We really need to break it up into four parts. We need to break it up into cardiovascular strength. We need to break it up into your physical 
uh, muscular strength. Mm -hmm. We need to look at your mobility. And then we need to look at your body fat. Okay. So if we look at those four things, then that's what we need to, right? It's almost like we have four levers, right? And we have four levers that we can pull. You remember when you were playing video games when you were a kid and you were like, you had that fighter and you had like 10 points you could put on the fighter. And like, did you want to put all 10 points on speed or do you want to put like five points on oh. speed and five points on power? Right. You remember those when you yeah. had to build those guys? Well, we're all going to have a different amount of those levers that we need to pull. Right. So if you are, if you have a large amount of body fat, just up in your cardio ain't going to do shit. Right. Right. So if you have that body fat issue, then we need to first look at losing body fat. How do we lose body fat? We get our fucking diet in check and we sleep, yeah. right? You can lose, you will lose more weight getting your diet in check and sleeping properly than you ever will during a workout. If you want to, you get a 600 calorie workout in, you are fucking busting ass. Like that is a, that is a, that is a banger workout. Yeah. You get overeat 600 calories in a half a sitting easy yeah right so if if your body fat is, is is the one that you need the most work on then we need to first get the diet in check and get the sleep in check and then we can start to think about pulling the strength lever and pulling the cardiovascular lever right and the mobility lever but first we need to get that lever well yeah. okay what if you're what if you're just you're you're really lean right you're a really lean person but you don't have a lot of musculature on your body right okay then we need to get that strength lever up Right. So then we're going to pull on the strength lever. So what does that yeah. mean? Well, that means that we're not going to jump on a fucking treadmill and run for an hour a day because you're already skinny. You're fine. Right. So we're going to pull that strength lever and we're going to start to we're going to start to learn how to use weights. And we are going to, like you said, get your protein intake up. And we're going to think about trying to put muscle on this frame because you can get stronger without building musculature. But you can only get so much stronger without building musculature. And as you get stronger, you are going to put on more muscle. And then you're going to get stronger, you're going to put on more muscle. It happens together at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there's huge benefits. It's, you know, as we get older, the two main defining parts when you look at somebody like, you know, okay, I'm going to say in the 50s again for like the 50th time, um, you're somebody's legs and somebody's back. Because those are the two biggest muscle parts in your body. And you have to get this mentality because I know I run into a lot of people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s is like, well, I'm getting older so I can just eat what I want because, you know, I'm not going to be here forever, right? Well, the problem is you have to get out of that mentality where you're thinking about you're living to eat. You have to learn how to, you know, eat to live. Learn how to correlate that as fuel for your activity. Because one of the big things for me is I was like, well, maybe I should take, you know, I was so obsessed was like, I need to take a day off. Maybe I need two days off. Maybe I need three day workout, one day off, and trying to figure out that interval. And then finally, it, it was almost like a C.T. Fletcher moment. Where it's like, I don't need a day off. I just need to under, listen to my body and understand, hey, I can really focus and concentrate on working out. Uh, a lot of days, I work out two, three times a day. It doesn't mean I'm in the gym for, you know, hour, hour and a half. You know, obviously I got some equipment at home, so that's kind of helps. And I work from home, but I split my workout up. So if I'm doing shoulders, sometimes I'm doing a bulk of my shoulders in the morning, the compound lifts, and then I do the accessories at night. And I do the same thing with legs. I, I can't take on legs all at once. 
like I used to. Otherwise, I can't sit on the shitter for the next three days. So now I start splitting up. Okay, I got my hamstrings. I'm going to focus on that at night, but I'm taking all my compounds and hitting them in the morning. And what I learned, uh, like last week, I did deadlifts on Thursday night. And uh, I pulled up, it was 415 because I got lazy as shit. And I put 225s on instead of, you know, just adding another 45 because I was being lazy. And part of that translated to my form. So when I was pulling up, I think I just was not focused, did not take the deep breath and get my core tight. And I literally felt the lower right side of my back. I don't know if you've ever felt it when your muscle tears. Like literally as I'm coming up, I felt like this sharp tearing of muscle in my lower back. And I put it down and I'm like, oh crap. It's one of those where when you cough, you feel like you've got a hernia on your lower back. And, um, but the thing is, the point I'm trying to make here is, but by doing that within, I was in the gym the next day. I could do arms, I could do chest. And within like three days, that pain was gone. I was healed up. And what what I do, I I brought my protein intake up. I'm like, oh crap, I got a tear, so I need, you know, this is what's called, you know, eating the live is like, oh, I got a tear, which means my body's going to need that protein to repair. And I need to put heat on that area to bring blood so I can carry those nutrients in. So I up my protein. I didn't stop moving. I kept, you know, kept being active. I still lifted every day. And like I said, within three days, it was gone. But the big thing is that when you're doing resistance training, your body, like a lot of lifters, you'll notice that their body heals up from injury almost twice as fast as a sediment person. So there's so many benefits to it as you get older. So you, do you know that it's not an actual muscle tear that you, that you got? Because if it was a muscle tear, it's, it's months to, to repair. What it is, is it's, it's an actual, it's the electrical connections in your muscles basically lock. And that becomes so tight that it feels like a pain that you've never, it's basically like the worst cramp you've ever had in your life. And that refuses to let go and to allow it to relax. And so by you keeping moving and probably sleeping well and eating enough food and, and, and getting the blood flow in, that muscle slowly starts to allow itself to relax. And then once it relaxes, then everything goes back into a flowing motion. That's what that is. That's a, oh, really? it's fucking awful. It is awful. I've done it. Feels it, like, it, feel, mean, it, it feels like you have shit. fucked something up royally, yeah. but that's what that is. Okay. So I didn't drop the weight. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm like picking up. I'm going to straighten up. Cause yep. I'm, not, I'm already over halfway there. Yep. I felt it, and then I didn't drop the weight. I just I lowered it back down. Yep. But after that, I was grabbing my back. Oh yeah, yep. That's exactly what that is. I've yeah. had that. Um, but and you so so to 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 give a little bit more detail to it, Martin has a job where he's sitting at a desk behind a computer a lot. So like him getting up and 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 doing a workout, just a you know a part of an arm workout or a part of a shoulder workout, like he's moving his body throughout the day while he's working or before work and after work. If if you have a a physical job where you're moving around all day every day, yeah. then your workout is going to look completely different than that because you are moving your body all day. Then your workout is going to need to be adjusted to what your to what your your lifestyle is. But you have to get your fucking diet in check first. Yeah. So we went through the strength lever, right? We went mm-hmm. through 
the body fat lever. And then we've got the cardiovascular lever, which there is, there is a lever for cardio. Like there is a cardiovascular level uh, or lever. And that cardiovascular lever means that your heart needs to be able to keep up with your body. Now, excuse me, that doesn't mean that your heart needs to be able to carry your body through an ultra marathon, but it means that it needs to be able to support your body through a vigorous workout or through mm-hmm. a massive, amazing fuck session or through playing a football game with your kids or hiking up a fucking hill while you're hunting or, or whatever. Your heart needs to be able to keep up with that. And what does that mean? Well, that, that's going to mean something different for everybody else. But if you, know that it, if you know that it's not there, then that's a lever that we need to pull. And then the last lever is mobility, because I can't tell you how many people I know that are strong as shit in straight movements and side movements. But if you need them to do something that's odd with their body, not a fucking chance. Yeah. Everything that we do, everything that we talk about with, with food and we talk about with working out and we talk about with everything in the squared away mindset is preparing you for having an amazing life. It is not your scoreboard. Your workout is not your scoreboard. Your, your, your reading list is not your scoreboard. These are preparation so that you are, are, you are there and you are emotionally ready and your body is ready and your heart is ready and your mind is ready and everything is ready for whatever life throws at you. That's what this is for. And that's where I think a lot of people miss it, right? Yeah. It's like the workout becomes life versus the workout is preparing me for life. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people, when they think about physical growth, they think, oh, or the ultimate outcome is aesthetic. You know, this is how I want to look. I want to be skinny. I want to be, you know, jacked. But the thing is, you lift as, as a result. Everything is just a result. A result, you're going to be, you, you're either going to be jacked or you're just going to be healthy. But the ultimate goal of being squared away is to have a quality of life, especially as you get older. You know, I look at it as, at my age, is like, you know, I'm going to have, you know, grandkids sooner than you will. Well, I don't know at this point, maybe. God, I hope not. Anyways. I guess, yeah, on. I can scratch that move one. Move so on. We don't even know. Move on. But, you know, I got a little, uh, a little fur grandbaby we were joking about earlier. And I thought about that the other day. It's like, man, I, I get on the floor and, you know, play with this little puppy. And, you know, them being the Mr. Grandpa. But I realize it's like, wow, you know what? A lot of, quote, grandpas takes them forever to get, get down on the ground. Or some of them can't even get down on the ground. It's like, and to, like you said, have the leg power to just stand back up again. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the stuff I, I think about is like, what's the quality of life? You know, you don't want to be the person walking the child at the fair and all of a sudden something happens to that child. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, uh, the other, the last podcast, but there is an actual clip where this lady is getting a child out of a car and she's so overweight. That she has like that overweight trip and fall thing. 
Oh my God, yes. She looks like a pylon. I don't know what the hell happened, but, you know, she falls over and the kid's in a uh, stroller and the stroller starts rolling down the driveway to the street. And thank God, you know, uh, somebody walking by grabs a hold of it. But do you really want to be that out of shape that all of a sudden, if something happens, you can't react to protect your family? I mean, that's the quality of life you want is you want to be active for other people. It's not, not for yourself. It's not just for aesthetics. It's for survival. And we always joke about that where, you know, I talk about all these people that buy all this Gucci gear, right? And we just had this uh, talk, I think, on Monday uh, with a group of guys I meet with. Is like, what happens if shit hits, hits a fan? There's all these people with the Gucci gear that are so out of shape that they're not going to be able to utilize it anyway. So they just become supply bags because they're going to pass out in the first 50 feet that they try to run with, you know, all this Gucci body armor, all the ammo that they bought, and every piece of shit that they tack on or taped on to their, you know, weapon system. They're going to fall over and they're just going to be, hey, look, extra mags for me, I guess. So I got the best story about Gucci gear and I was just laughing with my brother about this today. So my brother, when he got married, the, the beginning of his bachelor party, we went to a friend's uh, land who has a big valley that he, that he overlooks. And we put a, uh, we put a, a five gallon pail. Um, is it a five gallon pail? I think it was a five gallon pail of Tannerite, like a thousand yards away. Jeez. Right. So we put this five gallon pail of Tannerite a thousand yards away. We used, my 22250 we all threw 20 bucks in and we all took a shot until somebody hit it um but at first we were gonna do some pistol shooting and my brother's friend right so my brother he probably got married around 24 so right you're still a dumbass 24 yeah and my brother's friend i hope he listens to this he pulls up and he goes i just picked up my new gun and i was in the middle of a conversation where i was talking shit about gear queers Right. I was talking shit about these guys that come. They got the fucking they got the the light and the fucking bayonet and like all this random shit on their gun, you know. Right. And he literally he he literally hears me saying this and he puts his gun down and he starts taking all of the attachments off of this new gun. And so we were just laughing with my brother about that today. But yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. You know, I got guys that I got this gun and I got this gun and I got this gun. He's like, when's the last time you shot it? Well, I haven't shot that one yet. I haven't oh, shot God. that one yet. I haven't <laughs> shot that one yet. Like, man, fucking. I don't need 40 hammers. I need one really good fucking hammer. And right. I need one really good fucking screwdriver. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, people ask me all the time. I think they, because they associate, you know, what I used to be. And they think that I have this library of guns. And that's not my mentality. My mentality is like, okay. What's my all-purpose one? What's my long distance? And what are my, you know, pistols? What are the purposes? And that's it. I literally do not have a huge vault. And if you look at my stuff, I have a rubber band with a tourniquet on there. Why? Because I have this mentality that if I'm in a firefight, if I get shot, I don't want to bleed out. So that fancy flashlight's not going to stop me from bleeding out. So I literally, yeah, I use rubber bands and I rubber band that shit to my gun and I have a med kit on me. That's the thing I worry about. When I walked into a top pack, one of the first things I asked Tony was like, hey, where's your, your medical? So he's like, oh yeah, we got a whole section on that. That's what I think about because, uh, yeah, the body can take so many, so many rounds to it, but you hit something that's uh, 
you know, terminal, or you hit a, an artery, boom, you're going to bleed out. I made that mistake with my first, my first AR build ever, right? I was going to, I wanted to, I wanted the best, one of the best of everything. So it's a Daniel defense upper and it's got an American trigger group trigger. And it's just this, it, you know, God knows how much money I spent on that gun. Yeah. Do you know what gun I use a thousand times more than that gun? The piece of shit that I threw together to throw in the backseat of a pickup, because I don't give a shit what happens to it. Yeah. You literally chuck it in the back seat, and then when you need it, it's there. Yeah. That's the fucking gun I use. And you make sure it works. Yeah. You're maintaining it so that it works. Yeah. So that it looks great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the mentality that should be that's out there. It's always funny that, you know, all the, the special forces guys, people come up with like, so what'd you shoot? And I tell the story over and over again. It's like, hey, every dude, whether a SEAL, a Ranger, you name it, a Delta guy, they go to the cage and they get whatever's given to them. Whatever, you know, the government had purchased at that time. They don't go down to uh, the local gun shop. No, half the time you're dealing with equipment that's sh- way shittier than what the oh, normal yeah. fucking civilian has. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, in my day, they were all basically marine hand-me-downs. So, and you thought, oh, wow, get special gear, right? No, it was just hand-me-downs because it's not like the government's sitting there looking through a catalog saying, Ooh, what are they gonna, you know, what's really gonna smoke the smoke the enemy? And they're like, no. It's just, well, we got some leftovers here. Throw them in there, recondition them and give it to them. Well, and there's a history of guys like the the, the one guy on the fucking troop that, that knows how to sew. So he's sewing up all the random fucking shit that everybody needs. Oh yeah. For, you know, whatever mission you're going on. Oh yeah, like the rigging. It's like some yep. of the rigging you got was like single stitch. And when you look at that, you're like, I'm gonna die. So <laughs> so Every team basically had guys that knew how to sew. And, you know, I'll admit it. I mean, I know how to sew. It's not pretty. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I know that I need some double stitching in there or I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys. And that's how a lot of guys started their own businesses after they left. Because, yeah, they knew what good gear is. I mean, when I look at a a backpack or a bag, the mentality I have is like, oh, is there double stitching or single stitching? Because I don't want this thing to fall apart when I got shit in it and yeah. I'm running and I run into a, a branch or something and I don't want to snag it there. So yeah, the, the whole mentality compared to the Gucci dudes is totally different. Wow. We got way off fucking topic there. <laughs> um, I, I thought of something when you were talking about the Gucci gear and it was, it had nothing to do with Gucci gear, but I thought of one of my favorite sayings is I have two favorite sayings now after I seen this other one last week, I'll get to that one first, but you can't outrun a bad diet. And when you think about that, like that is so fucking true. Yeah. You can overeat a thousand calories easily. You know how long it takes to running to run off a thousand calories? Uh, hours. Hours. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I saw, I saw a picture, a sticker on the back of somebody's car the other day. It said, I don't follow people. I do things. Ooh. I was like, I fucking like that. I like well, that a lot. Where was that from? Or, uh, does it look like some homemade job or what? No, it looked like something that somebody made. Huh. It was good. I might have to make one for myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so we, we, we talked about the levers. Um, guys, I can't talk about how important sleep is often enough. Like, yes. Can you function on four hours of sleep? Yeah, you can. You can yeah. function on a few hours of sleep a night. Are you going to function your best? Fuck no. You know what happens when you are on 
when you're when you're sleep deprived, your self control goes to shit. Yeah. Your fine motor skills go to shit. Your creativity goes to shit. Basically, it's like taking a car and running down the shittiest fuel, running out of oil, and running the tires on fucking ten percent psi. Can you get somewhere? Yeah, you can get somewhere. Yeah. Not gonna fucking be very. It's not gonna be very pretty. Yeah, but it's gonna tax the recovery on your body too. Yep. Um, gonna create some extra strain on your body that's unnecessary. So, and that's like so that's a weak area that I have, but an area that I focus a lot of energy. Um, and I even monitor. You know, I use a whoop to you know monitor my sleep habits and stress levels. Why? Oh, you dove on the whoop train. Well, I can't do it. I just can't pay the monthly fee. Okay, I got it for you. Oh, you son <laughs> so, of a bitch. Sorry. You snowballing <laughs> son of a bitch. Otherwise, I was using an app, which I still use the app called Sleep Cycle. You know, Whoop's got all these new, not to be a fucking Whoop dork, but I got a buddy a who's been trying food. to talk me into getting one forever now. And now they uh, calculate all of your workouts. So if you p- type in all your workouts on the app, it's going to calculate your long-term burn. It's going to calculate your, your food needs, and it's going to calculate all this shit. Like whoops, got some, they they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean they. I've I just been looking, can't spend I've been that monthly for years fee. for a good app that uh, I can like literally track and customize my workouts. Whoop does that, but it it not only tells you how many hours you sleep. I mean it follows. It's very very. It's a lot of data, and it calculates like the, your recovery, calculates the strain on your body, gives you like a full you know history of your heart rate and relates that. It puts everything together. In a nice little package for you. So, yeah, I mean, I think that what uh, if you pay up front like two years, then it ends up being like sixteen dollars a month. But if you pay by month, then you're gonna end up it's like thirty two like, bucks a month yeah. or something insane. Then you're like, Oof. so yeah, you'd have to be. I think they give you a free month to try it out. Um, or you get uh, if you get an upcycle from somebody, you get two months. So. If you get that, if you're interested in that, try it out. But I mean, I'm pretty impressed with it. But like I said, I got it for it. So I think that there's probably somebody at your at your work that is not using theirs. I think that I need one. Tell oh. tell them you hired somebody else. Well, I'll upgrade mine. There you go. That'll I'll be perfect. This one, all right. That'll be perfect. <laughs> um, be 100. Sleep so important. Um, I have hydration down here. Really, just don't you don't need to drink fucking you don't need to drink two gallons of water a day. You don't. There's people that are. There's people that are trying yeah, to consume. You don't have to carry the jug around. Oh my god! What a bro! I I drink out of a water jug, but it's because it's a dollar forty nine from the gas station, and a I just gallon jug. Well, yeah, but oh, I really? fill up my bottle oh, with okay. a gallon jug from my car because you don't carry it around. With well, the fucking so this is this, this is such a stupid thing of me. <laughs> I heat up my lunches at a gas station, right? Yeah, you mentioned it the last. <laughs> I heat my. I, I walk in and I heat my lunch up at the gas station. I feel like an asshole without buying something. So I buy a gallon of water. A lot of times I drink half that gallon and then I throw the rest away. But that gallon is the same price as a 20 ounce bottle. Really? Yes. So if I buy the gallon and I only drink half of it, I still came out ahead. That's true. Very true. So um, stress, man, that is one that we do not, we do not talk enough about. And if you don't, understand the physical and mental toll that stress takes on your body um i know it's hard to do but the next time you're stressed out the next time your kids have you stressed or work has you stressed 
uh, take a mental inventory of your body. And I promise your fucking traps are super tight. Your shoulders are pulled in. Your neck is probably tight. Your guts are probably like aching because you're holding your abdomen so tight. It's almost consistent the way that humans physically manifest stress. Well, guess what happens when all those muscles are just constantly strained like that and tight? Think about trying, think about a garden hose, right? You got a garden hose that's wide open and the water comes through it, right? You think about how you, you, if you squeeze that garden hose, you kink that garden hose off. Think about how much water comes through there. A little bit does. Yeah. That's like your blood vessels and your blood veins in your muscles. And if you are constantly just fucking stressed to the hilt, you are reducing all the nutrients. You're reducing the oxygen. You're reducing your body's ability to recover. You're reducing all this shit just because you're holding yourself so amazingly tight because of the stress. Yeah. And that doesn't even talk about the, uh, the heart issues and the, the, the brain, um, the stroke issues that something like stress causes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no sense in, you know, worrying about tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow will worry about itself is the verse. So, um, well, like you said, engage in meditation, deep breathing, exercise, yoga. And I was just talking to somebody, uh, at the gym this morning and it's just like, he was talking, he's been through cancer. He's 60 some years old, um, retired, but super active. You can't even tell he's like 60 some years old, but you know, he said that, you know, a lot of people think we're vain for going to the gym, but he's like, but really think about it. This has been the best, you know, stress relief activity in the last how many decades for, for him and for, you know, even for myself. There's a lot of guys that go in there and just, you know what, you beat it out on the weights. Well, and, and I'll speak firsthand for that because I've been doing a, um, an experiment and the last few weeks I've gone down to, um, three days a week. I three strength days a week. Yep. Three days a week. I strength train. And then one or two days a week, I'll, I'll, I'll walk. I'll put a bunch of, you know, a bunch of steps in walking. Um, and the days that I'm the days that I don't start out my day. With that stress relief, I'm a fucking, I'm a dick. Like I'm, I'm able to control it most of the time because I feel like I have a good emotional control, but man, I'm cranky. I'm yeah. irritable. Yeah. No, I get the same way. If I don't get it, <clears throat> get something in the morning. Yeah. I just have a rotten day, rotten attitude, but it's good stress management. Good way to, to line up your day and get yourself kind of set right. And then boom, you're out of the gym. You're ready to go. Otherwise, you're just like a freaking snapping in a Wolverine all day. And for me, it's just data points. Like, I'm, I, will I stick with it? No, I like. I don't like it. But I, how do you know if you don't like it if you don't try it, right? So it, for me, it was just a data point. Yeah. I'll run it a few more weeks or another week or two and, and see. I mean, my, my numbers are going up, but my numbers should be going up because we're running a, we're running a four-week 5-3-1. So your numbers should go up in the four-week yeah. 5-3-1. Um. Posture and ergonomics, basically, you know, I don't, I don't remember what book it was, but the best way that I heard the correct posture described was if you imagine that you were a, 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 a what do they call those people that, that swing on the thing, the, the circus? You know, the trapezist. Trapezist, right? You know, and, and they have the one that does it with their mouth. Yeah. You know? So if you imagine you had that trapeze bit in your mouth and it was, hang, and, and it was hanging from above you. And you kind of like how it stretches you out and it can kind of tilt your head forward and it kind of brings your, your shoulders out and your shoulders back. 
that is the best way that I've ever heard to describe proper um, posture. I was like, oh, that's that's a pretty good way to think about it. Like, hmm. you know, it kind of you're not like this. You kind of kind of brings you back, and and that's and that's the right way. But um, ergonomics, right? Do you walk normal? Right? Do you walk? How how do you walk with your feet? So you know, man, you see those people where you see them walk and like one foot goes out and to the right, man. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen with their knees on that side and their hips on that side? And I can look at I can look at somebody just because of how in depth I've studied the human body and I can look at somebody and be like, Oh, you know, they have a weak lower back or they have a locked shoulder because they probably tore something and never got it fixed. Right. Or their, their right, their right arm is atrophying because they have a, a pinched nerve and you can see that their right arm isn't working nearly as good as it should. And it's smaller than the left arm. Right. Yeah. And so like, are you aware of those things? Because if you're aware of them, then you can do something about them. But if you're completely oblivious, and you just happen to be walking with a fucking right club foot or something, that's going to cause problems down the road. Yeah. Have you ever driven a car with a, with a bad alignment? Try not to. Okay. So put a tie rod end on my daughter's car. I'm like, you need to get this aligned. She never got it. Aligned. No. She, she goes, dad, I got a flat tire. I'm like, well, did you try to put air in it? She's like, yeah, but it's not bumping up. I get there literally 10,000 miles. The tires are through all of the rubber. Yeah. And through mm. the metal and through the inside rubber and are completely blown yeah. because you never got it aligned. Now, is that my fault for not following up with her? Kind of, but also you're 18. I told you to get it aligned. If I forget about it, it's your fucking job to say, hey, dad, I need to go get this aligned. Where yeah. should I go? Gosh, I've seen so many people buy new tires. They don't get an alignment. And uh, within like a month, those expensive tires are just down and nothing on the edges. I just did a all front end work on my truck and those truck, those tires are 500 bucks a piece. And yeah. I just did front end work on my truck and I can't get it in for an alignment until like next week. And I'm like, Fuck, I, don't, oh, really? I don't even want to drive it, but I have to take trailers out. So I have to drive it, but it's like short distances and that's all I'm doing. Ooh. Um, I think that pretty much covers what physical growth looks like. Um, like I said, it's going to be different levers that need to be pulled for everybody. And fuck, man, if, 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 if you just want to bounce ideas off of either of us, just reach out. Like our email is in the bottom of every single podcast that we do. Um, you guys all know pretty much where to find us on Instagram. I haven't had a social media phone in two weeks. So if you guys are wondering where the fuck I'm at, it's because I, my phone broke and I haven't signed oh, up a new one yet. Yeah, because, you, you know, I don't. I, well, so it was already cracked. And it finally took the final shit. So I can't see anything on the screen. It still works, but I can't see anything on the screen. And I refuse to download social media on my personal regular phone. Yeah. Because I know me and I'll be fucking stuck watching fucking, you know, gym girls squat reels all fucking day. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I will be back soon. Um, If anybody has reached out and you're wondering where the fuck I'm at, I I got one lined up. My wife's old phone. She's got a new phone. So I'm I'm, I'm getting it hooked up. Um, but physical, that, that pretty much cover physical, um, the emotional pillar. All right, guys, I got to cut this and we are going to split this up into two episodes. It's just entirely too much to try to get into one episode. So stay tuned for next week for the rest of this podcast. Thank you. Animals have a fucking great rest of the day.